Hello! No, I had an intro planned. Oh. Let's hear this. I mean, it's fine. Okay, let's see if I can do it. Okay. Yikes. <laughs> In a world where a girl doesn't know anything about movies, and there's also a guy that does know about movies. It okay? No, I can't do it. Anyway, welcome to a pod, uh, podcast. It's Academy Outcast, everybody. Should we do that again? Was that your attempt to do like the the preview guy? <laughs> I thought I did good. In a world. <laughs> that sounds better. It was because I got the I got the deep burgundy voice. That's I right. I can do that, mm-hmm. but I can't. There's there's a certain like not accent, there's but a little go, yeah. like thing that he has with his uh-huh. voice. In a world. That was pretty good. Where Morgan. Hasn't even seen Home Alone during Christmas time. That was good. But I'm like too raspy. I like <laughs> I dip into the raspy. Well, this is a podcast called Academy Outcasts. It I is. am your host, Morgan Spatola. I'm your co-host, uh, Thomas Jernigan. I'm the educator of the education between one friend to another. Yes, that's right. Cinematic so. education. I guess I've never like really that. given myself that title before. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm Educate. the educatee. Educate. But I, I think they call the students. The students. But I, or the pupils... Um, but I insist that I am called the educator. Okay. Not educator. Okay. Educator. Tour. Stressful on the tour. Educator. Okay. Okay. You got it. You know, I'm making a note. Or right now. Because I look so much like. Uh, okay, I made a note. You, okay, let me read it. Yep. You see it? Now you wrote "Educate Thor," and which is cool because you say so many times that I look like Chris Hemsworth. And I it's, just. It's flattering. Well, I thought that's how you spelled it, but. It w- oh, but. You like have... educator. Oh well, I, no? I thought I saw an H there, which I was. Yeah, the I, H is silent. Because you always Thor. say, you always, you always say that I look like Thor, and I'm like, yeah, I look a little bit more like Chris Pratt, I other actually, than Chris Hemsworth, yeah. though. Yes, of the Chris's, of the two Chris's, the only yeah. two that are in movies, I think you look like Chris Pratt. So in more. the next Avengers, there's going to be Chris Pratt, Chris Pine. Oh. No, not Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Evans. Uh-huh. He's Captain America. Chris Kringle. Chris Kringle uh-huh. is going to be giving gifts to Chris Pine, Chris. <laughs> Hemsworth and Chris Pratt, and it'll be a nice uh, Avengers uh, holiday. Very thing. good. You know they did a Star Wars Christmas special in like the year after Star Wars came out. It was the weirdest thing ever, but like it legit is that. And they like introduced all this we- all these weird characters. How, that are how do we get them. our hands on that? I don't know. Well, because I don't know. I feel like we should do like a Star Wars episode one of these times, but I don't hmm. know. Maybe, maybe in the future. Um, but uh, interesting. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what's new with you, Morgan? So, I'm feeling a little bit guilty, because we had said for, like, weeks and weeks, we're gonna do a special Oscars thing, we're gonna do a special Oscars thing, and then, come the day of the Oscars, guess what? I had to babysit. Oh, you did, didn't you? Dad podcast host. I know that's kind of like that's in our name. I know is Academy Outcast, and we we didn't do anything for the Academy Awards, and now it's however many weeks later. Oh, and I I was heartbroken. I know. I feel like I can make it up to you somehow. So why don't you tell me some of the highlights I missed out on? Were you really babysitting, or was it like I promise the adventures of babysitting with Elizabeth Shue? What is that? Well, like. (laughs) She, like, goes through all these adventures while babysitting, and she has to climb up a building. Is that a movie? It is a movie. It's oh. in the 80s. Why don't you just start filling me in on some of the stuff for the Oscars? We'll do that as our intro. Okay. And then, um... Well, yeah, yeah. let's do that. Let's, okay. dive, let's dive into it. Yeah. Okay, so Oscars, the 90th ceremony of the Oscars. That was a big deal, right? It, oh, it was a very big deal. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm a very passionate fellow, 
Um, so I teared up multiple times, but Aww, more so on this one because they had some amazing montages um, and what they would do for each category for like, you know, best director, best film, best actor, all the big hitters, all the heavyweights, um, they would kind of have this narrative uh, this like vocal lar- narrative with lines, but it would be a compilation of all of the best actors. Let's just say it's best actor or best actresses, and you would see them deliver these lines that almost give like this weird narrative. Oh, cool. um, and so it was very cool. It was very well done. Neat. Um, I was a little disappointed that this is actually one of the lowest ratings uh, the Oscars got. Um, oh, really? Uh, from ABC, like in like the past like 10, 12 years. I which wonder is, why. You know, I, yeah, I wonder why. And I feel like, you know, not to be too heavy right now, but, um, you know, with, with all of the scandals going on in Hollywood, you know, hashtag times up type deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure people didn't really want to necessarily... Kind of a bad taste in their mouth about that right, right now. Right. But you know what? If, if it did leave a bad taste, this would have been such a great oscars to see because everybody was showing support everybody had the little pins on their lapels time's up and then my girl francis mcdormad from three billboards outside of ebbing missouri Mm -hmm. directed by martin mcdonough um she won which everybody wanted and kind of slightly knew that she won yeah um and so one cool thing that she did um was she's like every female who was nominated for an oscar stand up tonight and and they all did and everybody um that's nice it it was almost kind of it was a weird thing because i feel like in people's minds they wanted to do a standing ovation for the women that were standing but then it would kind of and then they weren't able to like stand up cancel it out so okay um so yeah what else do you want to know about the oscars because you missed it and you crushed me and you broke my heart into a million pieces um um i don't know i don't know what i want to know i want to know what how about tell me about like the directors that were nominated and stuff i don't know how to ask (laughs) questions about this um no we i think we already went down the nominations but we did needless to say it was glorious okay you could see blue it was that glorious what I see blue. He looks glorious. What are you? See, I'm see, I'm quoting a movie. What movie? Old School. Oh. Which was not nominated oh. for an Oscar. All right. Okay, so here's the thing. I think I thought of a way that we can we can make it up. That I can make it up to you for not watching the Oscars with you. And we together can make it up to our listeners for not doing something special for the Oscars. Okay, well, there's no type of adhesive that can break the million or, uh, you know, glue back. The pieces of my heart that you just shattered by not watching the Oscars with me. What if the adhesive is we watch one of the movies that was nominated for Best Picture? If you can name one. Oh, wait. Hang on. Okay, sure. Why don't we just watch the Best Picture? Which was? Can you guess what it was? No, because I right now I can't remember what the... um. We talked about. I know we talked about the nominees, and I can't remember. And it's okay. I'll give you a a hint. Was it three billboards? No, that'd be cool. Um, (laughs) Does already have that one? But no, um, director Guillermo del Toro. Oh, Shape of Water. Yes. Okay. Oh, that that one best. That one best picture. It it did. It did. So, and he won best director, which is cool. Your proposal is my proposal. Well, you haven't seen it, right? I've not seen it. So why don't we switch it up this week and we'll watch a movie that neither of us have seen? In honor of the Oscars, neither of us have seen. Neither, neither, whatever. Tomato, tomato. Aunt, aunt. That. 
neither of us have seen, and we'll watch the one that won Best Picture for the Oscars. We'll watch The Shape of Water. Oh. How's that sound? I hope it's out that we can rent and or buy. It better be good if I can only buy it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But okay, so we've never seen... I Now, I thought we had done an episode. We done did an episode. Um, we did one where I've seen them, but you haven't. Well, we haven't seen them where both of us episode. haven't seen them. And then we did switch it up with... Yeah, that I hadn't seen. That's what I just said. Oh. <laughs> that I've seen them and you haven't. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Whoopsie doodles. Again. But we've never done one where neither of us have ever seen it. So yeah, it, let's that, do it. Okay. All right. All well, right. And this is best picture. Okay. Well, you know what? That's good. Okay. you're. We're starting to mend the wounds. Okay. Okay. Because. Hopefully in two hours or podcast magic, we can fix everything. Yeah. But in two years. Okay. I don't <laughs> heal easily. I'm okay. fragile. All right, so we're watching The Shape of Water. Yeah, shall Best we watch? Best picture, Guillermo del Toro. Hang on, just say Guillermo real quick. Guillermo? Del Toro. Del Toro? You gotta roll your R's. I, I'm not very good at it. Toro. I can't do that. Okay, Shape of Water. All right, let's go watch. If I told you about her, the princess without voice, what would I say? Clean that lab, you get out. This may very well be the most sensitive asset ever to be housed in this facility. You may think that thing looks human, stands on two legs, right? But we're created in the Lord's image. You don't think that's what the Lord looks like, do you? This creature is intelligent, capable of language, of understanding emotions. looks at me, he does not know how I am incomplete. He sees me as I am. The natives in the Amazon worshipped him like a god. Get him out. What are you talking about? No. We need to take it apart, learn how it works. I don't want an intricate, beautiful thing destroyed. We can do nothing. I'm sorry. Don't do this, Alasa. What is she saying? Don't do this. Oh, God, it's not even human. If I told you about her, what would I say? I wonder. And we are back. 
We are back. Morgan, it sounds like you have a bit of a cold. I think watching that movie, all the water just like made me a little bit sick. You know, if you get too wet and cold, you don't dry off. You if get you a little. Yeah, if you don't dry your yeah. hair, it's going to give you a cold. And so. And so I got sick. You got some sniffles from watching going on. The Shape of Water. Or is it the interspecies, you know. Oh, man, that was weird too. Type of. I feel um, like that might give you something. Wow. Okay. This is this is one of these movies where um, one of those movies rather that uh, you don't really know where to start. It was um, really good. It though. was good. I, I think it, it it truly did deserve the best picture. Yeah, absolutely. However, I feel like the only reason why it deserved the best picture is because it was so original and unique. I mean, there there was nothing yeah. based off of this. Yeah. This was not based off of a book, off yeah. of anything else. This I was thought... this is Guillermo del Toro writing, producing, and directing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it was an original piece of work and, um, and it was such an odd one too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was original. It was, um, you know, unpredictable. I mean, everyone knows she like falls in love with the monster, but like, I guess we didn't know that she was banging the monster, oh, I mean, um, which was a big surprise. I, I, I mean, so. I thought this was going to be maybe I, it, it was surprising to me that, this was actually rated R because yeah. they could have gotten away with making this PG-13 very easily. There and was a lot of blood. There was a lot of blood, but I feel like even with the blood, I mean, because really there wasn't, other than maybe dragging Michael Stahlberg by the mouth hole, oh, the bullet God. hole in his oh, mouth. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, you know, I mean, the, 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 the blood may have still been passable, but, um, and you would think that the... The company distributing this, which I, I, it was Fox Searchlight. Fox Searchlight. You, know, you would think that they would try to be like, okay, well, let's make this PG thirteen to, yeah. to make a little bit more money off yeah. of it. But so the thing, because this is kind of a, a not only is it an Oscar theme, but it's also a theme in which we've never seen this movie, and this is yeah. the first time in this podcast that we've watched a movie together uh-huh. that neither of us have seen. Yes. Um, but Guillermo de Toro, in his um, acceptance of best director. Um, speech, uh, which he won the Oscar for, uh, he he said that he was uh, surprised that the studio even picked this up because imagine pitching this story. Yeah, what would you say? I don't know what I you would know what. Say. Actually, let's do this. Let's let's. Uh, I I want to I want to hear both of ours. We're just gonna pitch it like elevator speech. As oh they, my as god, they, as they call it, which is a thirty second thing from beginning to end. How would you pitch this movie, Morgan Spatola? Go. This movie is a surreal love story centering on what happens when a young woman shows her human side to a lab specimen. Okay. Was that? Yes. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good elevator speech. I guess I guess what I would say is, is along those lines is... Um, no yeah. copying. Don't copy me. No, I'm not going to copy. No, set you can't the, do that. That's plagiarism. Set in the 1960s. Oh, okay. You have a deaf woman who has a mysterious past who comes across this mysterious lab experiment, and she's fighting the forces that be in all different directions in order to free this creature in which she has an emotional connection with. Uh-huh. And it ends in what the audience thinks is her demise, but a nice ending comes of it i don't know that was pretty good I, i'm i'm thank you but well, i'm you terrible at talked elevator more speeches. about like the setting and the characters than i right. did so that was good well so but let's still, I, I feel like i hardly even mentioned of like the monster which is but so... it was like a 30 second pitch right, so yeah. and the monster is like it's mysterious that's part of it right yeah. but let's let's summarize the movie real quick then. okay go um for it. 
So it starts with um, this woman who... Um, she works at a secret government facility as a cleaning lady, and um, she comes across a sea monster, creature from the Black Lagoon type monster, um, that uh, that she yeah shows basically shows compassion to. She's very curious about it. She shows compassion to it, and over time they forge a relationship um, like as friends. And she is slowly falling in love with the monster. So things get crazy when she finds out that they're going to vivisect the monster. Vivisect. Which is a live dissection. It's a lot of fun. Oh, God. Sounds <laughs> awful. Um, and then she decides that she has to free the monster. So they free the monster um, and pull it off really well. Yeah. Um, and then basically, like, it's her, like, falling in love and sexing up the monster. Jeez. And, um... I did and not then, think it was going to take that turn. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it did. And then, um, yeah, sexing up the monster, and then, um, um, and then the government is like going on a search for said monster. And yeah. then in the end, because we are not a spoiler-free podcast, <laughs> um, the government agent shoots both of them as she's about to free him into the ocean. Um, and you think all is lost and that they're dead, but the monster actually has like mad regeneration powers, and mm-hmm. so he shoot he the monster like heals able himself. To heal himself yeah and then he like goes and kills the agent guy and then he takes her who's seemingly dead down into the water and uses his magic powers to give her gills and bring her back to life and then they live <laughs> happily ever after and it's awesome so let's break that synopsis down okay um first of all my take on the beginning of it the first five minutes of it is which was surprising to me and which i was actually honestly kind of critical of uh, when I first saw it um, that Guillermo de Toro really jumped into them seeing the monster. He didn't, which again, at first I was critical on, but after seeing it, I understand why is that they needed to jump right into um, the uh, Sally Hawkins's character, uh, you know, really, you know, just just upfront finding the monster and really making a connection of it. You know, it didn't take thirty minutes for them to find out that there was a monster or that you know it's X, Y, and Z. I mean, they they it was it was very forward and very um, very direct, and they needed to do that because there was far more to the story than just oh, there's this crazy ambiguous monster yeah. and you don't know what it is. Yeah, that that was. You know, they they cut to the chase pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, that and, wasn't it at and all. And I think that was good because then it gave it room and time in order for this emotional connection to to happen. Which, you know, it's it's. I feel as if my only only criticism of it, well, maybe not only, but you know, I feel like they maybe could have developed why. Which, hang on, first of all, Sally Hawkins is the actress's name. Yeah. Remind me of the character's name. Eliza. Eliza, thank Eliza you. Eliza Esposito. Yes, okay, I was, I was thinking something along the line of, like, Alina or something like that. Uh, but uh, Eliza, you know, I feel like they should have maybe hinted at and foreshadowed and, and maybe dived in a little bit more about her past yeah. in relation to why she as this person might be falling for this amphibious creature. Yeah. Like why exactly is there a pull to this scientific experiment, or not experiment, but but this like government secret type of creature? I mean, like the only it was- things that they really mentioned or that, that we heard about it, the only thing that we did hear is it came from her herself. She said that, um, that 
he doesn't know that she is different, you know, like in referring to her being mute, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't know and he just sees her as a whole person. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's, there's no that. special treatment, you know, yeah. So there's that, but I mean, that's pretty much it. And, and I, and I feel like, you know, yes. I mean, obviously <sighs> she's for her whole life has probably had issues with that. Although you didn't really see, and this might be the brilliance of the movie. You didn't waste any time showing the audience that she struggled with this because yeah. obviously she struggled with this. Yeah. She's a mute. She has to use sign language in the 1960s. She's yeah. a woman. You know, it, there's a, a number of obstacles that she has to overcome, you know. So so I, again, I was at first critical, but I think it is a little bit uh, you know, of this movie's brilliance that they they cut right to the chase for lack of a better phrase or whatever by you know, saying that, okay, yeah, obviously she has problems. Obviously she's alone. She's befriend- befriending Richard Jenkins' character, um, who is apparently this just recluse, you know, shut-in, oh. you know, homosexual artist um, that is, you know, looking for his second chance. And um, and this is, you know, my mind races. I'm, I am I probably shouldn't be the right guy for analyzing movies because <laughs> my, my mind can never stay on the right track. But, you know, it's... These characters had so much behind them, and I feel like they're 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 even given the the sense that they cut right to the chase. There still wasn't enough time to develop these characters because so many of them were so distinct. You had Eliza, you had Richard Jenkins, you had Michael Shannon, you know, being the government guy, and you had um, Michael Stahlberg, Dimitri or Bob or whatever, you know, um, being this like like covert secret agent. Um, you know, uh, communist Russian guy. You know everything like that spy. And I mean, there were, there was a lot, and I feel like they they did a good job touching on them and briefly describing their backstories. Um, you know, but I wonder, did it really funnel in to a good kind of bottleneck in in order to really execute this movie to to its full potential? Yeah, I, feel like- I do. I kind of feel like. Um- maybe we start a little bit in media res. Like, these characters are already comfortable in where they're at, but the audience doesn't really get a chance to explore them, except through um, the dialogue in the movie, which was a little bit rushed at times. Yeah. Like, I feel like there were some times that I was like, what the fuck are they saying right Mm -hmm. now? You know? Like, I would have to watch it again to get all of the dialogue, you know? So, um, yeah, I agree with you on that. And, And you wonder, you know, how exactly it was written. You have your computer or phone on you would you mind doing something for me can you just confirm that this was in fact written by guillermo de toro oh yeah i don't even need to look that up because i remember seeing it on i remember seeing it too but i just want to because usually it's it's very few and far between that he actually writes you know something he is usually and 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 there's there's been times on this podcast in which i've kind of chastised guillermo de toro for just putting his name as a producer behind something and getting people riled up or making stupid, cheesy crap like Pacific Rim or half-assing and ultimately pulling out of the Hobbit, you know, remake or whatever. Um, and I've, I've mostly had a negative opinion on Guillermo del Toro because really the only thing that he's done decent was Pan's Labyrinth and maybe little bitty parts of Hellboy, but Hellboy yeah. is so such a niche kind of you know nerd thing to 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 geek out about that you know where's the following behind a hellboy so this was really his his first big thing um and i wonder if he'll squander it 
you know, going forward, you know, is he going to make other stupid cheesy thing? Is he going to ride this out by putting his name on a producer? I mean, I hate to throw shade as the youth say on Guillermo de Toro, but, um, you know, this, this, this was good. It did, it did deserve, uh, the Oscar. Um, obviously everybody's a critic when it comes to nitpicking. Well, to answer your question, um, it says the story was, was by Guillermo del Toro, but the screenplay was also written by Vanessa Taylor. And Game of the Tour? Yeah. Okay. Both. Okay. So. Okay. So there you go. Now look up Doug Jones real quick, and which I'm what pretty about sure him? Doug Jones, uh, he doesn't have any speaking roles really other than Pan's Labyrinth, but he does all like the monsters that they dress with prosthetics and makeup um, in it. So he he was the guy with the eyes. He was also like the labyrinth. Yeah, or whatever. he was the sea monster in yeah. Shape of Water. Yes, and so also he was um, he was going to be a lot of characters in the Hobbit. He was um, he was going to be and he's been in a number of things. But what what he does is he's tall, he's lengthy, he's flexible, he's a weirdo, um, and so he can he can naturally kind of do these weird, odd you know creatures that yeah. Guillermo del Toro dreams up. Um, so uh, you know, there's that. But uh, you know, it's ultimately you know it, it's it's hard to really evaluate this movie because you know there are so many kind of systemic core you know, uh, type, type things where the misunderstood kind of loner, uh, girl or really person doesn't matter, you know, what, uh, you know, is drawn and attracted to, you know, something that doesn't judge her and doesn't understand her. And there's a good parallel. There's a good parallel between Richard Jenkins character, which apparently I'm bad with character. I don't know what his name was. I I was just calling him, uh, Norman Rockwell, Norman which, Rockwell, because yeah. he was like a painter, which that's probably not true. But, but in my head canon, he's Norman Rockwell before he okay. got famous. <laughs> okay. So Norman Rockwell, aka Richard Jenkins, you know, <laughs> you know, there was that scene, that very kind of you know forward scene when yeah. he knocked on her door and she's like, he's like, I got nobody, you know, you, yeah, you're my, you're you're who I got because he was gay in the '60s out. and there was oh, kind yeah. of a quick little subplot of him hitting on the owner the of a pie, pie shop yeah. and he totally read the guy's message wrong Way and wrong, he, he got he was, super in trouble with not that. only was he homophobic but racist yeah that, racist says um, but but yeah so um you know and it's one of those things where you know it's just like when when you're at the point where you know you really got nobody i mean you gotta you gotta utilize and really you know uh you know, capitalize i mean not necessarily take advantage but but really you know kind of know what you got um and, yeah. I, and I feel like that's a good character pairing yeah with octavia spencer's character again oh, I'm, yeah. I'm doing actors i know uh, but, uh, but Octa- zelda her name is zelda, zelda that's right yeah 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 zelda and um eliza's because you know i mean obviously 1960s black woman in the workforce right. especially in the government you know especially the the dialogue exchange between michael shannon and, and octavia spencer with like you know oh your people yeah and, you know, yeah and, he was and, like really you know, like uh you know we're made in god's her. image well more so my image than yeah yours, you know, yeah kind of deal. You know, so she was she was met with her own obstacles and strife, yeah. and, uh, and I'm sure she can kind of relate with with uh, Eliza. Um, so there was good there was good character pairing it was throughout a the whole thing. Story about four outcasts coming together. I know, right? In a heartwarming tale. <laughs> but even the antagonist, I mean, even I mean, it was a good pairing between Michael Shannon, uh-huh. who was the U.S. government yeah. type of like you know stiff, who is gonna really you know. Oh my god, I couldn't stand him. Oh, I know. I mean that that we can we can go off yeah. on, on him later He's on, but so creepy. A good pairing between him and and Michael Stahlberg, which 
Michael yeah. Stahlberg wasn't necessarily the antagonist, but he did belong to the group and yes. club yeah. that were like you know the the spying communist the, Russians, yeah. you know, which are obviously the bad guy in Cold War era. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, again, great pairing between between all these characters. Yeah. You know? And and that's what I feel like people really grasp onto. That's what I grasp onto is pattern recognition. You know, are you gonna are you gonna see these characters in a pattern? Or are you gonna yeah. kind of expect? And then once, because I feel like when when an audience kind of anticipates or expects something and then sees it, they have more of a connection, yeah. um, you know, and a relationship with these characters. And you know, not to not to get too like wild and crazy because I'm feeling I'm bouncing off the walls here. <laughs> is you know a lot of people. Um, like what's called light motifs is is, uh-huh. is you know and I said it in a weird kind of crazy weird German <laughs> accent apparently but 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 yeah I mean it's basically you know when the music makes a pattern of sounds that are associated with a character yeah and you see that a lot with Star Wars John yeah. Williams you see a lot with Lord of the Rings and 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 Howard Shore each character has its own tune each yeah. event and and you got that with with this movie too with, so well speaking of um of patterns um i guess one thing i noticed was the like the color like color theory behind everything a lot of green a lot of green and i'm for, wondering what you think about that oh it has to have some correlation with, with with the cinematography and obviously the relationship with like water yeah and and some sort of you so know. here's the here's the colors so then i was like okay a lot of green so let's see what other colors i can find so um a lot of green um and then the only other like really uh different thing was when we went into the bad government guy's home Hmm. yellow it was all yellow Mm. and i just wonder what that like what you're like what could that mean like what do you think i mean i i I would hope that there is some sort of deliberate intention with really every shot i i think there should be it's it's, it's obviously easier said than done but you know it's it's you know if you if you do have a certain color behind something it's going to exude a certain mood yeah you know with the audience so you know whether yellow represents something i'm sure that's left to the abyss of open interpretation oh my god you but, know what i just realized what so okay so they're all yellow right and then like in one of the last scenes before the government guy goes a wall the wife sits down she said oh i have a new dessert it's green gelatin ah. and like that green comes into his little yellow world and yeah. like kind of like is what tips him off the edge mm. because like everything associated like with green is like driving him crazy and causing his demise is associated with maybe yellow with, with the the scale color of the thing yeah, yeah whoa Most crazy definitely. i know that's hey all. They, they, that's, that's what that's I a good connection well but. let's 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 go into another little segment i know we kind of ranted and raved about the movie itself sure. but do you think that Shape of Water deserved this Oscar? I do, I do, because, I mean, compared to the other movies, which I love, like, I loved Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I loved Dunkirk. Um, you know, there are a number of other other great movies as well. Um, so th- the fact that this was just uh, so character-driven um, and, you know, very, uh, yeah, you know, very original, I feel like that, that is very few and far between you don't see that very often um with movies in general let alone good movies that warrant even a nomination well cool so should we go into our ratings (laughs) sure how many gills or scales would you give this let's do scales scales. it's a scale of scales on the scale of of one to ten how many scales would you give this scaling movie 
a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd probably give it like an 8 out of 10 scales. An 8? Just an 8? Well, there was a lot of blood. <laughs> I wasn't remember, a fan of that. Remember when he got shot in the mouth? And oh, no. Michael Shannon no. dragged him by oh, the Oh, so hole? gross. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Maybe I, a 9. Okay, I'll give it a 9. nine. Okay. It was really good. I'll give it a 2. Um, Excuse me? Just so that the people listening right now can can uh, uh, grill me on social media for doing <laughs> And then me actually giving my real rating, which is far above a two. Um, hashtag clue. Um, Whoops. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I mean, obviously, this, this, was, this was well shot. A lot of the shots, you had this big, wide angle and a slow pan in to whatever whatever you saw. Yeah. Um and and it, it was, was gorgeous. It was it was very beautifully shot, you know, just just the lighting and everything like that and it almost kind of read like a like a like a I was going to say a French film, but like almost like a foreign film. Yeah. You know, which I'm sure Guillermo del Toro, you know, took a lot of uh, influence off of, but um Anyway, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's it's up there. I mean, I would say Shape of Water, probably maybe an 8.9 out of 10 nice. scales out of the one, 1 to 10 scale that we have. Nice, very good. Um, anyway, so, yay, Oscar edition. Aw, yeah, yay. so that wraps it up for us today. Yay edition. Or this week. Yeah, this week, yeah, and today, and whatever. Yeah, yay, whatever. Yay movie that we neither of us have seen. It was a really good movie. Yeah. I'm glad we watched it. Yo Tambien. Yeah. All Which right. is appropriate. I spoke Spanish there. Because Guillermo, Mr. Guillermo, Guillermo de Toro. Well, that's going to do it for us this week, folks. Um, as always, if you like what we do, please give us a uh, rate and uh, subscribe. Please write a review on iTunes. Um, we do have currently one review written up there, and I read it sometimes when I can't sleep because it's a very nice review. So maybe you Aww. should write more. Anyway, so... Um, also you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, just search for Academy Outcasts and we will be there. Um, thank you so much to the Scavengers Network for having us on. Uh, we really appreciate them. Keep an eye out, um, on their Facebook page and their Twitter cause they're, they got some new stuff in the works they're, as well. They're, they're, they're killing it. They're, yeah. they're going to be big someday and we're going to be a part of them. So hey. we're, we're very proud yes. to be part of their network. Absolutely. And our MySpace page is coming soon. So yeah, um, so keep be an sure eye to, out for the MySpace Be sure page. to keep your eye out for that. Cause Absolutely. That, it's, it's making a comeback. All right. Yeah. We're, we're bringing it back. Uh huh. MySpace. What else? Live journal. Zynga. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Neopets. All that. We're gonna have a guild on Neopets too. We're soon. gonna have a Zoom. A Zoom. Instead of an iPod. And just Yeah. You'll just download it on the Zoom. Remember yeah. hit clips? Like you Oh only, my god, yeah, yeah, hit clips. Yeah, the only like yes. thirty seconds yeah. of a song and it was really just, like so great. Really poor quality. It's so stupid. But just, Why like, did we like it's, those? It's so small, oh my god. Why did we like those? Yeah, I don't know. That's really dumb. Anyway. Oh. Alright, well, as usual, I've been your co host Morgan Spatola. Estoy muy guapo. I mean, um, I've been your co-host, Thomas Jernigan. Same thing, whatever. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, that's a wrap. Guillermo.